Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. We're delighted to have Fred Barnes of the Weekly Standard here with us to talk about a couple of my favorite topics, Ronald Reagan and the sequester. Okay, I'm lying about the second one, Fred, I have to admit. Can you explain to me how President Obama's getting away with blaming the Republicans for the sequester cuts when he's the guy who insisted on the sequester to begin with? Well, he not only insisted on it uh, in the beginning, he dreamed it up, his White House did. And just uh, last summer, he said if anybody tried to change the sequester, so uh, it, it, uh, he would veto that bill. Um, and, of course, now he wants to change it, but he wants Republicans to go along with him and rather than have, have spending cuts, have it be mainly tax increases. He knows Republicans aren't going to agree to that. Uh, so uh, the, uh, the uh, sequester, with all that implies and, and causes, is, is very likely to go through, particularly hurting our defense. Because he's putting the Congress in a position where they can't accept the non-deal he's offering. He's not offering anything except for higher taxes, essentially. Exactly. And so we'll have the sequester, and then he'll blame the Republicans for his sequester. Yeah, he'll blame them because he'll say, well, they're the ones who wanted spending cuts, and it's their fault, and, and even though it was his sequester. And, of course, there's a key element here, Michael, that we haven't mentioned, and that is a pliant press corps. Right. Now, will the press corps point out the Washington uh, press corps, the national press, point out that this was all President Obama's idea in, in the first place? You and I know that, but right. I think uh, the press will keep that from the rest of the world. Uh, the the storyline that I just don't understand <laughs> doesn't get more traction in this is President Obama has yet to cut anything. For all the talk of, well, you don't understand when I did Obamacare. But no, everyone knows Obamacare spends more money net mm-hmm. spending. His the, the fiscal deal, fiscal cliff deal, spent more money. Every dollar in, in new taxes was spent when the deal was signed. Why is it someone in Washington just covering the good old-fashioned math of this story, Fred Barnes? Well, they do, and uh, unfortunately that happens to be the alternative conservative press, and the national press corps ignores that. And the truth is that rather than the normal 18, 19, 20 percent of gross domestic product, which government uh, spending has been right. over, the, over the past decades, uh, President Obama has raised it to 24 and 25 percent uh, and, and created a huge pile of debt uh, along the way. Uh, But he wants it to stay there. He wants spending to stay there. That's because his idea of deficit reduction comes down to one thing, raising taxes. And and his idea of tax reform comes down to, you know, tax reform is supposed to uh, get rid of the loopholes and lower the rates. Well, he wants to get rid of the loopholes and raise the rates. And uh, as long as he keeps pushing that, Republicans have nothing to deal on. They can't find a middle ground there because there's no middle ground uh, in that in that proposal. The middle ground just doesn't exist. President Obama does not like to compromise. You know, a compromise uh, consists of, of both sides getting something. But he wants to win. He wants to prevail. He doesn't want to give Republicans anything. And this is why he's impossible to negotiate with. And yet somehow uh, uh, the media and Democrats have put across the idea that Republicans are obstructing uh, President Obama. And it's the farthest from the truth. So you're predicting the sequester cuts, the sequestration cuts will happen? With all that means uh, that is so negative, in particular uh, in defense spending, I mean, we've already had to cut back on one aircraft carrier uh, from being in the Persian Gulf area, uh, something that intimidates the Iranians, and they're, of course, uh, people we want to scare now as they're approaching uh, the ability to deploy, right. a, uh, to build and then deploy a nuclear weapon. Uh, we want them to be deterred, and having two carriers in that area helps a lot. Now they couldn't send another one because they didn't have the trained uh, personnel to man that carrier, and imagine cutting 
as it'll be, what, $50, $60 billion from uh, next year's budget because of the sequester, will make things even worse. I mean, our military defense is already cut to the bone, and this is going to cut deeply into the bone. Uh, you, you talk about what President Obama is able to do, and the Republicans try to stand up and point out the math, just the fundamental, not even spin, just the basic math, and no one can hear them. And I've heard it so many times, Fred Barnes, where is the Ronald Reagan of this moment? You have a great editorial in the current issue of the Weekly Standard about Ronald Reagan. Mm-hmm. Well, there is no Ronald Reagan at the moment, and I'm afraid uh, since I, I covered Ronald Reagan and knew Ronald Reagan, uh, spent time with Ronald Reagan, both campaigning and then, and when he was at the White House, that we're not going to see another one, and and it's too bad because Reagan was so good at putting uh, issues in terms that everybody understood. Republicans now just aren't that good about it. He would use metaphors and 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 various things. You know, he he discovered that if you uh, when you had a trillion dollars in debt, and that's what was being approached in his presidency in 1981, one trillion. Wow. Those were at 16 plus trillion now. <laughs> That if you stacked all these bills on top of each other, a thousand dollar bills to reach a trillion, it would be 80 miles high. And well, it turned out when the Mint actually did the measurements, it was only 67 miles high. But boy, that was in his first economic speech and showed people what we were talking about, what what uh, uh, this huge debt amounted to, so mm-hmm. people could understand it. I'm afraid. We don't have many Republicans who are as good as that as Ronald Reagan was. You make a point in your editorial in this week, uh, week's weekly, st- this edition of the Weekly Standard, mm-hmm. that Reagan, you would talk about typical people, normal people, other people, as opposed to himself. And uh, you think about President Obama; it's <clears throat> the entire presidency <laughs> seemed to be the Obama story. I mm-hmm. mean, my, as opposed to Ronald Reagan, who spent so much time talking about the average American person. And this is why people loved Ronald Reagan. And why the truth is, even now, after being reelected, President Obama's numbers are not very good. I mean, he, not only does Obama talk about uh, himself incessantly, but whenever anything goes wrong or, do, or even not perfectly, he blames others. Ronald Reagan never did that. And, uh, but Ronald Reagan talked about common people uh, that he identified with. Uh, remember, he was the one who invented those heroes in the balcony that, right. of, the, uh, of Congress, uh, when he'd be giving his State of the Union speech, and he'd refer to them, people who had rescued people from a plane crash and a, a, a boat person from Vietnam, a young woman who'd come here and become a West Point cadet and so on. Um, uh, and the reason was that Ronald, Ronald Reagan really identified those people, understood them, and liked to uh, talk about American heroes. He, he wasn't a pessimist, and um, unfortunately Republicans do not have a Ronald Reagan today. And one more thing, uh, Ronald Reagan also had results for his second term. The, mm-hmm. you know, we had a, a terrible recession right after he took office because we were wringing out the excess in the money supply and because we were making tough decisions that needed to be made. But then those tough decisions paid off. You know, you could argue that President Obama has gotten his Reagan-esque policies through. He got the stimulus. He got mm-hmm. Obamacare. It's just that the results have been not what was advertised. And I'm kind of surprised that President Obama's numbers aren't even lower based, once again, not on partisanship or what I agree or disagree with, but it just hasn't worked. The economy isn't creating very many jobs. We slipped back mm-hmm. into negative growth last quarter. Why aren't people holding President uh, Why aren't they, I guess I'd say, why aren't they scoring his game the same way they scored Reagan's game, which was based on his results? Well, somehow uh, Obama's gotten away with the with this blaming uh, the economy, uh, a weak economy on President Bush. He's gotten a lot of people to say, well, you know, slow growth and high um, uh, unemployment, is that just the new normal? But my prediction would be if that persists, 
into a second term, which I think it will. I mean, his idea of spurring the economy is to do what he's already done, uh, and and which didn't produce a very good result. Remember, Reagan was getting five, six, seven, eight percent growth, mm-hmm. uh, and unemployment was dropping through the floor because Reagan did the opposite of what Obama's done. Reagan cut spending and cut taxes, uh, and Obama wants to raise taxes and raise spending. Uh, those have never worked. There are studies that show all around the world where you have recessions, what works best. It's what Reagan did. But why does Obama not want to do that? Because he'd have to cede some power uh, to the private sector. Uh, and he doesn't want the private sector to be able to uh, stir, uh, produce the kind of a recovery that Reagan did because uh, they'd be doing it on their own without him being in charge. Okay, Fred Barnes, and this is my last, last question, unlike the previous question right. I just asked you, which is this. Ronald Reagan, when he was elected, I remember there was a lot of conversation, oh my gosh, this conservative, you know, gunslinger, he's going to divide America, he's going to be so tough and, you know, rough and, and it's going to make people feel bad. And then we ended up with this kind of Reagan, you know, this the, this love fest afterwards. President Obama comes from the community organizing wing. They're the anti-talk radio folks who think, who supposedly think we could all just get along and, you know, we should give each other, you know, hugs and flowers. And yet, you have this truly new level of division. Why is it that the guy who was the principled conservative who was supposed to make us all so cranky ended up bringing America together while this guy who's focused on political correctness and, and hugs seems to have brought us to a new level of division, at least in my lifetime? He sure has, but uh, there is a difference. Ronald Reagan always wanted to get uh, the best deal he could make uh, that was where both sides would come away having gotten something. Now on the and and he could find lots of Democrats uh, uh, to vote for his spending cuts and for his tax cuts. Uh, and they got together in 1983 for uh, to bail out the Social Security system, in which the checks were not going to be sent out. Uh, Obama's incapable of of that. You know, uh, take Obamacare, his health care plan. He owns it entirely. He gave Republicans nothing. They don't own it at all. Uh, it's unpopular, and so Republicans are going to criticize it, and Obama wonders why. Well, because he crammed it through Congress without any support from the other party, uh, which was not done in the case of Social Security or mm-hmm. Medicare or Medicaid or even the uh, uh, Medicare prescription drug benefit. Those were owned by ultimately by both parties, and there's no problem with them. Nobody wants to repeal them, but Obamacare, they want to repeal because it's Obama's own He's paying a price for ramming something through that the other party opposed completely. Well, we've rammed through this podcast with me badgering with questions, Fred Barnes. Thanks so much for being part of it. We do a podcast almost every day here at theweeklystandard.com now. So be sure to check out theweeklystandard.com regularly for updated podcasts. I'm your host, Michael Graham.